0: Welcome to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Joining me today from Patriot Defense, Joanna Wilson. Good afternoon. So I hope everybody's doing good. So, on to the firing line. Um, kel in, in its infinite wisdom, recently has had a recall. So the sub-2000 gun, it's a very popular folding gun, little carbine gun that, uh, that they sell a lot of. So the recent recall... For uh, sub two thousands manufactured in the year twenty seventeen, the problem was uh, heat treating of the barrel or lack thereof, insufficient apparently. So um, <laughs> apparently, some of these barrels blow up. They actually they rupture, and rupture was the word that uh, Keltec used uh, in their statement. Now,
1: do they know how many?
0: Uh, they don't what I did didn't see, see any numbers on that okay. didn't see any numbers, but you know one is too many that's that's pretty serious um, In any weapon, so if you have a kel sub-2000 and it was manufactured in 2017 um, Go to kel website. There's some more information there for you and check it out in uh, there uh, They're obviously, you know, they're issuing the recall, so they're going to take care of it But uh, if you have it, I would urge you guys to use a lot of caution and absolutely don't fire that weapon uh, until you get that checked out and uh, and make sure that it's good to go, and um, not to be outdone in lack of quality control, the good folks at Smith and Wesson. So the Smith and Wesson Shield 380 EZ Manual Thumb Safety. This is one of the best recalls I've ever heard. So Smith and Wesson's um, statement about this gun says that if you use ammo with you know hotter loaded ammo, so so. Ammo that we, well, we like to shoot with a little bit more pop to it, that it is... Which is
1: most factory ammo. Which
0: is most factory ammo, absolutely. Um, that it actually has the possibility of engaging the safety while firing. So do this math real quick. So you've got hot ammo in a gun. You're going to fire it. And it's going to engage the safety all at the same time. Kaboom. That's bad. That's bad. That's real bad. Uh, obviously they're going to take care of it. They're going to upgrade the safety uh to something that that actually works, but wow. Uh I don't you know what okay, I can I can sort of understand the um uh the sub 2000 thing because you it, it, apparently that was in a in a batch of guns. So it was a a heat treating process that did not get done or was done incorrectly. And, and it happens. And it yeah it does happen and and Keltec is not the only one so I don't want to pick yeah. on them too much, but when I think about the thumb safety thing on the Shield EZ 380, um, that thumb safety is exactly the same. That's a design flaw, is what that is in my eyes anyway. Um, I don't
1: know the updates from the previous model, so
0: yeah I don't either. But because um, it
1: could drastically change it.
0: Sure, it, it but if you know if you have a thumb safety that fails as a design issue, then it doesn't just fail in one gun. It's eventually going to fail in all guns that have that same design because it's a design flaw. It's not as if, you know, if you compare it to the kel thing.
1: They could be overly cautious,
0: too. mm, That's a possibility, but you got to think. They don't
1: want to be put in a position where.
0: No, they wouldn't. But you're right. I, I agree with you. But what I would say is that. For a company as large as Smith & Wesson to come out and say, hey, a gun that we sell a lot of that's very popular, that a lot of people own right now, just coincidentally, the safety might engage while you're shooting the gun, and it could cause a problem. That's that's a big statement to have to make, to have to come out and say, yeah, this is our product, and yeah, it's not quite right. And, and we don't, we- I
1: will say this, though, now that we are manufacturing and whatnot, you know you go through models i mean every model you do you rev up you get better you you improve it so as you're coming out with new products and trying to be innovative you know you run into issues i mean you don't want them to be bad issues right no so you test them and test them and test them but um things do happen
0: yeah things do happen and and kudos to both manufacturers for coming out and uh Saying that, yeah, we we do have a problem. We recognize it. We yeah. recognize that it is potentially dangerous to the owner, and we're going to correct it for you. I mean, yes. that's good stuff. But I guess what I was alluding to was was how does a so for you or I? You know, we're manufacturer. You know, black rifle companies like Patriot Defense. You know, we manufacture as well. So if we're going to put something together like you guys do,
1: and at, we're actually like machining firing pins and um, you know other parts. Um, within uh, interrupters within the, um, the the firearm for the trigger mechanisms so you know there are some other parts and we have had heat transfer issue our heat transfer heat treatment um, mm-hmm. issues where it's over over done too much become too brittle and those are done you know we learned through um doing it and, sure. and testing and
0: sure and you know for for us to do that on the scale that you know we are if you compare our companies to smith and wesson i mean smith and wesson Has a lot of money a lot of r d they've been around just a little bit longer than we have
1: they've learned a lot more mistakes (laughs)
0: right so you would think that or at least i would that i mean i guess i'm you know i'm kind of scratching my head thinking well how does something so simple as a defective thumb safety and that shield has been around for a good while now that Mm -hmm. model's been out and that's a that's a mass-produced model it's not like it's a brand new design It's not like it's a brand new frame i mean they're incorporating a lot of the things that they've been doing for years so how does it get past you know smith and wesson quality control you know for us to obviously
1: not a lot of them are doing it
0: well no not a lot of them but that that just seems like such a machining
1: uh, off just a little bit i guess some tolerance
0: yeah who knows who knows how they got there i mean i don't know um but again um you know kudos to to smith and uh and uh, and Keltec both for uh, for doing that. Um, so moving on. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to try to I've I've tentatively scheduled a guest from uh, guest from um, uh, Mantis. They uh, they have a training system that's really really cool. So uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and we get you guys to to take a look at it. But it is very interesting. So it mounts on any Picatinny rail. They also have adapters for. Um, uh, for different weapons that don't have a Picatinny rail. Now, this system, it, um, it looks like a laser would look, like a laser flashlight kind of combo. It's a small, I don't know how to describe it, it's hard to describe it you know, without you actually seeing it, but it's not very big, but it looks like an under-barrel sort of laser mount. It does not use a laser, but it does record the actions of your barrel, so you don't have to have a target to point it at. And again, it's not laser dependent, so you don't have to worry about am I inside, am I outside? Is it too bright? Is it too far? It doesn't matter. Distance notwithstanding, doesn't does not matter at all. It follows the trace. It traces your muzzle before, during, and after the shot to tell you if you're squeezing a little bit too soon, or you're anticipating recoil, or you're slapping the trigger, or you're letting your finger up. Or you, you know, it, it it gives you coaching as you are doing the drills. And there's, um, they have all kinds of time drills. They have split times and Joanna, I know.
1: How much does it weigh?
0: Uh, nothing, you can't even tell it's on the gun. I tried it, matter of fact, that stock three that we, uh, okay. that we picked up from you, we, we used it on that. Um, set it up on a Glock, um, a 229 DAK, a SIG, and an old 220. Now I'll tell you what, that DAK. Okay, so this is a, this is a, a, a SIG sour 229 DAK so they're sort of funky double action thing that they have. This gun was my carry weapon for about two years. It's probably had about six zillion rounds through it. And I got splits, a splits average across six shots of 0.21 with that gun. So it did really well. And the stock three, the customer that picked up the stock three was getting, uh, he was getting 37s by the end of the thing. But it, it's cool because it's a, it's it'll time reloads. It'll time draws. It'll time just straight target shooting. See, it, we
1: use uh, something called a shot clock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, because we holster, I don't think you'd be able to holster with something. You can like,
0: well, you, not with our
1: competition holsters.
0: Well, no, probably not with those. But if you had a holster that was, that would you know like take a, a TL one or TL three something yeah. like that, you could you could get it in there. So
1: we typically get our our uh, our. Um, splits and our draw speed and all that off of a shot clock it gives us it just keeps
0: yeah and that's what this running. does too and this will let you um this will let you reload but one of the things i thought was interesting was it works with live fire as well as dry fire it still times you it still gives you the drills and it also works with and you'll find this interesting co2 weapons interesting that's very interesting yeah, because, because we have to hit the, the,
1: the shot clock so right like, stop it
0: <laughs> right well this one you know it, it works on your phone and you put the phone down and you hit it and it'll go off, it'll be it'll buzz and when you come up and you fire, then and it tells you, it explains to you what drill it wants you to do. There's probably there's probably nine or ten different drills. One of them is just a, a free training where you sort of pick out your own target on the wall and you squeeze and it'll tell you you're off to the left. It keeps a score for you.
1: So you're aiming with your iron sights you're aiming at with- the target. And it's able. At, it, a target that comes with it?
0: No, no, no. You're a, there is no target that comes with it. So okay. you can aim at whatever you want. So this allows you, if you wanted to set up your own drill, move in the dark in a house or in a parking lot or, you know, from, from cover to cover, you could do that as well. Or you could just stand, draw, and point. You can do it as, as simply as just pulling it off your waist and squeezing one off. Or you could do the time drills, time to reload. And I guess it's
1: just set with the sensitivity to know what that trigger break is.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was really neat when you start looking at the uh, uh, the tracing that it does. It does um, uh, pre shot, during shot, and post shot trace muzzle trace in different colors, so you can see what you're doing. Oh, to see, yeah. Yeah, so that's. I thought that was pretty neat. I'm
1: not sure I'd want to see that.
0: <laughs> so. You know what? It it it's always. For me, it was worse than I thought it was. I thought nah, the I'm double
1: good. action pulls would not oh, be good.
0: yeah. See, that's that DAK is double action only, and I did did pretty well with that. um But yeah, it's it's something to get used to. But it really makes you really makes you think about what you're doing. Like your grip. Yeah, with Cause and it with, comes
1: boils down to your grip when exactly. you're doing that.
0: So what's cool about it? One of the things that I really liked about it was, in addition to all the stuff I just laid out, was the um uh, the built-in coach, whenever you, you, you're doing it like a, a free training and you shoot, if you're off one way or the other, it tells you, Hey, this is what you're doing and this is how you correct it. So it has this whole big old thing about, you know, don't squeeze this or you're, you're letting up on the trigger or your grip's too tight on your, you know, your strong hand or, I mean, just on and on and on. It, yeah. It's if you're very, shooting left
1: or right. Or...
0: Very in depth. And yeah. you can also challenge your friends so i told the guy that uh, i said it's kind of like a kind of like a fitbit for guns
1: yeah the only thing i guess it couldn't if you're dry firing is uh calculate the recoil and you coming back on right
0: but if you can get your 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 trigger mechanics down down. then you Uh can apply that in uh in live training so i think it's i think it's pretty neat and i think it retails for about a buck 99 i think average uh uh, you know, like in store price is about a buck sixty nine, so it's real cool. We're gonna get a demo in the store.
1: I think shot clocks uh, are about a hundred, maybe a little bit more.
0: Yeah, very cool. Hey, we're gonna talk about a little bit about uh, uh, gun safety, speaking of gun training and whatnot on the other side of the break. So stay with us. Bullet points on vinyl draft radio. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Tony Ashcraft and Joanna Wilson in the studio today. Hey, we're gonna talk a little bit about. Um, Gun safety, gun storage. I know, don't, don't, uh, don't turn away yet, because everybody's like, ah, gun safety. I know I'd be gun safe, but I mean, do we really? Do we really? How much do we really put into it? You know, I think a lot of people sort of think that, well, I've got my gun out of reach, and my kids don't know exactly where it is, and that's safe. But is it? Is it safe enough? Is it really? Is it really what you should do? Is it really what you need to do? Um, because, you know, what are you going to do if, uh, if your child finds it? Because kids are curious. They start looking around. I know we did when we were little. And we started, you know, we did all kinds of crazy stuff we ought not do because we're kids, and that's kind of what kids do. So, um, you know, as parents, it is incumbent on us to make sure that our children are safe. And the biggest responsibility in firearm ownership, whether or not you have kids in the house, is being safe with that firearm. Because really, uh, you know, there are a lot of gun accidents, a lot of accidental shootings that occur uh, in the U.S. every year. And there are many people injured and there are many people killed. And um, I know as as human beings, we're not perfect, but I'm going to say that um, I really feel like if we were all as diligent as we could be about gun safety, um, I think that a lot of those could be avoided. I know that many of them could be avoided, and, and again, of course, we're not going to get to all of them, you know, because we're, we're not a perfect people, but um, I think that, uh, when, you know, whenever I see on the news that, you know, one child accidentally shoots a sibling, I mean, that's horrible. You think about that. I have children at home. Joanna has children at home. I know you guys listening out there have children at home. I mean, can you imagine to get that phone call or to come home to that? That's terrible. That's a horrible thing to happen. And I and I think, um, you know, when when I think about gun safety or I think about um, you know how I'm storing my weapons, um, you know, in and around the home, or at my shop, or in my vehicle, or wherever they're at, um, you know, I take that into account because that is uh, that's that's news I don't want to get. Nor does does any parent. So Joanne and I were talking about um, you know there's different there's different ways to store. And of course, you know you could just put a big old lock on it or lock it up in the safe and be done with it. And that that is one way to handle it, but
1: and that may be the best way for some people.
0: That that could be, and and that aren't
1: going to be a proactive and educating their children.
0: No, you're and, right. And
1: um, Educating themselves and training themselves.
0: Sure. And um, if that's you know if that's where you're at, then that's what you should do. Um, but you know, for some folks, I think that it, it is a um,
1: like you or me. I, I am out, you know, training at the range. I'm, my kids are involved. We have a firearm shop. They are around firearms all the time. It is necessary right. that we talk about them. We handle them. We take the mystery out of them, and we instill a respect in, in them for them. So That's right. At, at daily.
0: Yeah. It, you know, for some people, um, and, and you and I are kind of, I guess, a little bit unique in, in what we do for a living, um, and that we're around guns literally 24-7. You know, guns are at work, guns are at the house, guns are in the car.
1: They're not scary.
0: No, they're not scary. But
1: they demand respect.
0: They absolutely do because, it, you know, uh, you wouldn't want an unlicensed person driving around in a vehicle on the freeway because it would probably cause an accident and hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. And you wouldn't want somebody that's uneducated handling, handling a, a firearm. With you. you absolutely wouldn't. Yeah. So, you know, I think what, what happens to, to some folks is – They have a hard time balancing. I mean, why do we have a gun in the house to begin with? There's a couple of reasons. You know, you might be a hunter. You might be a collector. You might just be one of those guys that that sort of likes shooting sports. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons you may have a gun. But for many of us, many of us, um, you have a gun in the house for protection. So how do you balance accessibility to your weapon? Because if you keep your weapon, and Joanna mentioned it earlier, if you keep your weapon locked up in the safe, And somebody breaks into your house, you're going to tell them, hey, right, it's worthless at that point, unless your safe is right beside your bed and your front door is a long way away. And everybody that breaks in comes to the front door. Then you might have a chance, but that's not realistic. So how do you balance storing a weapon, keeping it safe and having it reasonably accessible in the unfortunate event that you might need it? What do you do? So there's all kinds of different um, there's all kinds of different locks, different child safety things. There's a lot of manufacturers that include uh, some type of, of child lock with their weapon. So I think the one that we most often but see all
1: of those though, I feel besides some sort of cabinet or some secret place, mm-hmm. all would not uh, allow you to be prepared for an instance where you'd have to use it. In
0: no, that no, you're right. That's but that, they
1: are. They all have a place. That's
0: a very good point. Sure. That's a very good point. And the one that you, you see that's that's most prevalent, I think, is the. Um, is the cable lock and for those of you that don't know what i'm talking about it looks like a giant bicycle lock it's basically a padlock on one end and it's a cable that it typically loops through the magwell and out through the ejection port in the mm-hmm. top of the weapon and the other side loops over and you lock it at the bottom you can't close the slide you can't load a magazine up in it mm-hmm. so
1: And then there's trigger locks. Yeah. And I know for shooting sports, we use a lot of the chamber flags because, you know, we have to be safe out there, too. And when we carry guns, they're up, pointing straight up, pointing straight down, um, always downrange. And when we're carrying them and we're not shooting, they have chamber flags. Right. Noticeable chamber flags.
0: Yeah. And a chamber flag, you know, it's a it is a safety device, but it's not, you know, it's not, it just doesn't
1: allow around in the chamber. It shows that it's clear.
0: Yeah. It shows that it's clear. So that's, to um, make Everybody else comfortable. Yes. Right. And that is to make everybody else comfortable, but a, you know, in, in speaking of, you know, a a child and how someone that you would want to have access, you know, a, a chamber flag is, I think a chamber flag is, um, you know, for a trained shooter, yes. somebody that's educated. Which is why we
1: use them in shooting. That's score, exactly.
0: So. And that's a lot of manufacturers will have them uh, in the box to get a brand new weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, if we build a weapon for somebody, we put them in, you know, so that they. It, it's and it's a safety measure for us as well as for our customer to know that, hey, somebody checked this weapon and it's not loaded and it can't be loaded and, because. Yeah,
1: if you're handing it to your customer, they understand right. and they're comfortable you know, they can do their check too. Exactly. And that's, that's one of
0: those. That's a good way to prevent accidents Mm -hmm. because if I think, you know, if, if we ran a shop or we didn't do that, I mean, let's be honest, you can check a gun a thousand times and you still don't really know for sure if it's loaded or not. That's not the attitude to have about it. You know, a chamber flag is one of those things that absolutely 100%, you know, that that gun is, is safe and Good point again. So does the person that you're giving it to.
1: Yeah. Um, it makes them feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, it does. And, and that's that's the only way to do it. So what do you think, um, you know, uh, if somebody has a cable lock um, in, you know, on a gun in the house, that's... What's
1: the point? My, I mean, I guess it, it could be equivalent to their safe. I don't know. If they don't have a safe.
0: Yeah. But maybe. that would render the gun inoperable in a in any sort of quick fashion i mean it would take you you'd have to have the key at the ready you yeah. see you have to know where the key is you have to get the key fumble around get the key in there yeah, we've
1: never used them we've just always used the safe if it's you know if it's not in a secret location or a um you know in our in my purse or on me you mm-hmm. know then it goes in the safe
0: yeah you know, I'll, so. I'll say this about cable locks cable locks for a gun um Uh, The pros are it will keep it 100% safe, as close to 100% as you possibly can. Yeah,
1: and I guess at a gun show or something like that. Yeah,
0: you're not getting a magazine in there. You can't close the slide. Um, You can't rack the slide. You can't load around in the chamber. You really, when that cable's through there...
1: You can look at the gun.
0: You can look at the gun, (laughs) that's it. And you, yeah, you can hardly even handle it correctly because that cable's in your way. But yeah, you can look at it and that's about it. So, you know, a cable lock, if you're after keeping a gun just locked up, safe, 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 something outside of an actual uh, safe with a door and a combination on it. I think a cable lock is probably going to be your your best bet for just surely um, locking down a gun and, and keeping it that way. Um, but again, I'm not a fan of that um, when it comes to home defense, but that's one of those things that, that you have to measure. So, um, you know, I think that that's – that's an educational piece. But, you know, at the same time, we have to be diligent. I, You know, do you it's it's hard, you know, it's hard to to sort of figure out, you know, what, what you do and what you don't do. Well, um, I
1: guess it could depend if you are somewhere where you are not at your home, where you can lock something up mm-hmm. and you're in somebody else's home where you don't feel like you have a secure place to place it. Or maybe you don't trust somebody. I don't know. Transportation. Yeah, you could use it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a few scenarios that I could imagine it being...
1: Something you, that you would want to fall back on.
0: Right, I guess. Um, or, you know, if you have multiple guns in the house, if you have multiple handguns and you have one that you use for, you know, it's, it, its role as home protection, and then you have some others that you keep in storage, not in a safe, then cable locks would come into use there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing you can do with the cable lock, there are some different companies out there. Um, you know, around the Internet that make uh, devices that you can integrate the cable lock with to the gun that also locks the gun to that permanently mounted device. So if you don't have a safe to keep it in, you could sort of kind of like chaining up a bicycle at school, you know. I mean, literally you chain it up there and it's not going to go away and it keeps it safe. Um, So that that's something else, too. But again, you know, we're talking about multiple guns, but still, you know, if we get back and we focus on that one gun that you have to use for home defense, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? Um, It is difficult. Personal preference. Yeah, it is a personal preference. And I think that, um, you know, the more we can be educated about these things that uh, the, the better. Uh, and more, what
1: you do like procedure wise like what you remember to do you know and yeah. your this is my steps and I do this every time
0: yeah you have to be diligent once you once you get a plan that These works are, for yeah. you you gotta you gotta stick with it adhere to it and uh, make sure that everybody else in the house um, adheres to it as well um yeah and, and it's it, 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 you know the tough thing is I think that it's so different in every household because you've got different children's different t- children's <laughs> You have different children, different emotional levels, different levels of education, you know, parents that are in and out of the home at different times. And there's all kinds of variables out there. Um, so it's sort of sort of hard to parse out. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, gun safety and, and what you can do to ensure that uh, you're a safe gun, gun owner and have a safe gun home. Stay with us on Bullet Points. So, Joanna, what about, um, you know, talking about safety, uh, you do hear from time to time uh, accidents at gun ranges.
1: Yeah, you do hear of accidents at gun ranges, and there are freak accidents. Um, I know recently at... um, Northwest Houston, I think it was gunsmithing that was going on and maybe around, a I don't know the whole story, maybe around was stuck or maybe they didn't, they brought a gun in with some, around chambered and it went off and it shot a man in the head in the parking lot. And yeah, that was a, the odds of that happening are out, I mean,
0: crazy. Yeah. yeah. And
1: it was actually a family member of a family member, like by marriage, like that person related to me really yeah and i don't know the family cuz they're married in so um yes i mean and that that's just that's one of those things where you know whoever the trans whatever was going on in there there could have been some neglect or you yeah. know or it, it just could have been some kind of freak you know if they're trying to get it out and it went off i don't know what the Yeah realized. i
0: remember that um I remember that incident it was uh it was all over news of it was course. not very long ago no it was not that long ago. maybe a couple of months it seems like it might yeah. have been a little bit longer than that but yeah that just um
1: and there have been people that have um you know passed away out um here and there on um that matches you know because of something crazy you know yeah that happens and those are risks that we take you know going out there we do it in the safest manner possible mm-hmm nothing um they don't let anything fly by that's not that, that could put somebody else in harm you are automatically kicked out yeah so and and, that, and i think that's something that people need to hear too because out a gun range if you're not being safe you're gonna get kicked out and you you're should not be. gonna be allowed back right you know if you continue to do it you know and and if you're if you're shooting like shooting sports and you do something Um, Sometimes uh, we push ourselves so hard that we're running and and sliding and jumping. And um, when we fall, we have to learn how to fall with our hand off the trigger and downrange and making sure that gun is going. I mean, that's what we're worried about is where that gun is going. And we, I guess, in a sense, that's what we're focused and we practice on, you know, all the time. So somebody that doesn't practice that, go out there. And trip, you know they may not know what to do, you know. So yeah, they would
0: have no idea. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you're right. But I think that a lot of people don't. I don't think they take gun safety that seriously. And I'm not saying I don't think they
1: know what to think or what to even practice. Because when I jumped into this, I'll tell you, I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) I knew how to get my gun and shoot it at a target and. Not even hit it perfectly the first time, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, but when you learn to shoot under stress and um, counting your mags, you know, your your ammo as you're going through it and to work through a stage plan, which I would I, I mean, if you were in some kind of horrible situation where you had to fire back, you know, those are things that would. Um, come in handy. Not saying that they would necessarily save my life, but at least I practice, you know, right. working through malfunctions and moving fast and shooting on the move. And
0: yeah, and see, I think a lot of gun owners, they, you know, they get the gun and they, they practice shooting, but they don't practice under stress. Yeah, they, well, they don't practice, but they they don't practice gun safety and gun handling as much as they practice shooting. They don't incorporate that, and one should go hand-in-hand with the other. If you're going to take the time, you know, to buy the gun and to buy some ammo and to pay a range fee and to go down there and shoot, you need to be safe. You know, you need to be safe for yourself as well as for the other people around you.
1: And I will say the things that I do now, you don't need to go down there and do by yourself if you've never done it. You need somebody to help you. Sure. To show you, um, you know, how to do it, uh, the correct steps. To move forward and progress and understand and, and doing that, like starting out doing that IDPA, USPSA, jumping into some of these matches and having the wisdom poured into you from other people that have actually done it and can tell you how to do it is the best way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no substitute for practice. Yeah. But I, like I said, I just think that, that people just overlook gun safety. and And when I say gun safety, I don't mean... Just the storage piece yeah. that we were talking about, but I, but all of it in in handling, in transport, in range etiquette. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people because there's there are some ranges around town that have an active range officer that will watch the firing line and sort of keep people in line. That and, can
1: be annoying.
0: Yeah, that can be annoying, but, but it, it's for the better. But but for you some know, people, yes, it there's is. There's a Friends lot situations. of yeah. There's a lot of ranges out there that don't. They uh-huh. sort of you know trust the person, which. You know, I'm for. I think if you're if you're going to own a gun, you should be responsible. Um, but yet, there are people out there that are not, and when things like this happen, it you know it it puts a black eye on the two A community as a whole because it gives liberals and anti-gun folks something to point at and go see right there i told you that's how yeah. it happens right there right there right there
1: because they never make mistakes no nobody
0: <laughs> else makes a mistake except for us okay. but you know it's like driving a car you you get a driver's license you know you, you should go through all the safety things you yep. should know how, you know but but you people, may get
1: in a wreck but right. you still go through the stuff
0: you yeah know? you still do you still you still train yourself or you should and you know owning a firearm is a um is a huge responsibility and people should uh people should take it, you, know, yep. as you a, know, as a big responsibility.
1: Going back to the range etiquette, you know, they're um, showing up at a range. You may not know if it's a hot or cold range. Most ranges are cold, which means your gun, if you're walking around holstered uh, for us at matches, you are unloaded and there is no mag in there. We have to have, you know, reassurance that you've got mags on your belt that are fully loaded. You do not have a hot gun on you, right. you know, and um, – so knowing that, and and if you don't know, go cold because that's accepted. That's accepted everywhere. So
0: yeah, that's um, really the smartest thing to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to forget that you have a round in your gun.
0: <laughs> no, but no. The eyes
1: and ears, you know, those are a huge part of gun safety. You know, protecting your hearing for a lifetime. You hear about all these men that go overseas because they're in war and whatnot, and they come back and they can hardly hear. You know. Yeah. And then their eyes. I mean, you only get you know a set of them.
0: That's it. Yeah. So
1: and that and that steel ricochets. You know.
0: Yeah. You never know. And that's that's one of those things that you know eyes and ears. To some people, it might be uncomfortable. It might be a little cumbersome. But and, necessary. But it, it is necessary, and that's one of those things. That, and that's
1: a good way to get kicked out of a range.
0: Right. So. And that that's a and that's one of those those safety pieces that I'm talking about. You have to. You have to embrace, in them. Right. You have to invest in invest and embrace in all aspects of uh, of safety protocol when handling a firearm, either at your house or at a range. It's just good habits to get into because mm-hmm. um, bad habits are going to get you hurt. Bad habits are going to get you killed. Um, But good, safe habits will, you know, allow you to enjoy your firearm.
1: And keeping all this stuff together in in one location, that's why we have range bags.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about gun safety, gun storage, range protocol, and some other things coming up on the other side of the break. So stay with us, Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. We're talking gun safety Uh, range etiquette and training and education and gun storage today so we wanted to cover just a few more aspects of this and really there's so much out there other than just owning a gun i mean we you know joanna and i were kind of discussing this before the show and uh sort of what we wanted to cover and and uh and there's just so much um but joanna you know for people that let's say that somebody and I like to think that, that most gun owners out there strive to be responsible gun owners. But for some people, uh, resources are kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know who to ask or where to go. So maybe they look at a YouTube video. Maybe they ask their buddy. Maybe they ask the 19-year-old kid at Academy what they should do. or you know. So there's, there's some information out there. A lot of it's good. Some of it's kind of fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of it, if we're being honest, is, is not it's not accurate, so I know there's a lot of organizations and stuff out there that um, that folks can uh, can contact and and look into um, to get some better training.
1: Yes, there are. There's a lot out there. Um, I know in previous um, episodes of this, we've had we've we brought on people that have talked about it. We've had for specifically for women, the well armed woman, a girl and a gun, where you can just show up. Um, You can get on their websites and find local places to go um, and, and meet with these ladies and have them pour into you. Or um, if you're a man, you know, there's the NRA, you can find NRA certified pistol and rifle trainers, or you can show up, you can go to practice score.com lists all the matches across the country. And I know I talk about shooting sports a lot because it is a great way to get educated and be thrown into the middle of just uh, a great time. And just, I mean, tons of information. It's almost information overload. But you'll get there. You'll continue learning, and you'll learn at a faster rate. So if you show up, you get on practice score, you can go to matches, and you can search for local matches in your area. Show up, not to shoot necessarily, just watch. See what they're doing, you know, and and go talk to somebody. And more than likely, they'll invite you. They'll they'll be able to pour into you, maybe somebody that can train you. Um, There's so many resources out there so and i know there's veteran trainers leo trainers Um, if you show up at a local gun range they're going to have probably somebody on staff to help train you at a local gun range indoor or outdoor so and chl if you want to get your concealed handgun license um, some of these people do some of the same training and there's different types of training
0: yeah we actually talking about that at black rifle company um i offer a pistol proficiency class which is a a basic, fundamentals. right. Yeah. It's a very basic handling, very basic safety, mm-hmm. very basic fundamentals, grip stance type thing. I'm not going to teach you how to, you know, do a half MOA. Running Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that, but I, I will get you started. I right. will get the fundamentals down. And, and
1: fundamentals are important.
0: Yeah. Because again, you know, bad habits are really hard to break. And, and, and
1: they're perishable. Even the fundamentals, like sure. knowing how hard to grip and pulling that trigger, there are things that I have to practice every day, in order yeah. to get it down.
0: Yeah, and all of this is practice, not just the. Um, but I, I think you know, like I was saying before, that a lot of the focus gets uh, gets put on just storing your gun, or just shooting, and shooting the gun, and shooting just shooting it, the gun. Yeah. But the safety part somehow sort of gets.
1: Safety is so much bigger than storing it and knowing how to handle it. I mean, you have your education, um, knowing if you're reloading about even lead, you know, lead poisoning. So it's, it's possible. Not somebody that's just going out there to shoot here and there. You don't need to worry. Yeah. But just depending on how involved you get
0: right but that's something you need to know yes Um, cleaning your guns so they function correctly yeah that's that's another thing too um yeah learning how to clean your gun i have a you know we i show people somebody buys a pistol or you know an ar-15 if we build it um at black rifle company i'll show them how to take the gun apart, do a basic field strip, you know, what to look for, how yeah, to do a function check. Yeah, a lot check. of them don't
1: know how to no, do that. No, a lot of
0: folks don't know. And, you know, if you don't know, don't be embarrassed to ask. I mean, whether you're a man you or a woman. You could always
1: YouTube it or maybe not now. Yeah, but. <laughs> whoops, yeah, there's
0: that. No, but the, the best thing to do, I mean, yeah, there, there are some good resources on, on YouTube. There's no question about it. But your best thing, ask the folks you're buying it from. And if they don't have the time to help you or they don't want to help you out, then maybe you need to start looking for a new gun store because i I would never tell a customer no you might have to you might have to wait around for a few minutes for me to get to you but i'll be more than happy to talk to you about it and explain it to you and joanne i don't know you guys do the same thing over there absolutely handgun
1: if ladies want to come in and talk to me i love shooting handguns i've got experience oh yeah running through fundamentals even there in the store we can do some man if i got
0: paid for talking shop i could retire next week (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure hey i want to go back to um uh well-armed woman um you know we do touch on a lot of uh shooting sports and how they pertain to women and that is a, a a passion for joanna and uh and me as well and i'll tell you why joanna you know being a gal and being in the shooting sports world um she likes it and she knows I a lot of it. folks she loves it yeah I she love know, just it. like but i'll tell you why it, it's sort of a it's sort of a deal for me because i think that guys like it or not the lady runs the house, you know, we follow, we kind of follow what mama does. And um, if she is armed and she is well-educated, you can bet that mom's going to make damn sure that things everybody go right, <laughs> that everybody else is. You're not going to break mom's rules. So, yeah, you know, the guys come in, true. the guys oh, I got the guns, I know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And if mom doesn't do anything, well, then, oh, you know, hey, what's going to happen? But I'll tell you what, you put mom in charge of it and nobody's getting out of line. The, the ladies will make sure that the rest of us toe the line so i think it's important uh to instill that because mothers tend to have an instinct uh, unlike any other animal on the planet so um if agree. you yeah if you put uh if you put mom in charge uh you you can bet your ass it's going to get done right or you're going to hear about it nonstop <laughs> Take yes. think it, it from somebody that has experience um that they don't do the wrong thing or you're going to get beat up
1: yeah i find myself even when we're out on the range with the kids i'm telling them While Joe's working with Thomas, you know, shooting, I'm in the background going, you got to be more aggressive, stand more aggressive, hold that grip, where's that trigger finger? I'm like, I got to shut up (laughs) so he can sit there and teach him. Yeah,
0: but that's, I mean, but, you know, the... That's uh, what my videos
1: sound like, too, as I'm filming. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like that.
0: (laughs) That's me. I'm that mom. Yeah. I'm that mom. But that's okay, though, because I think... You know, the, the more diligent we are um, as mothers and fathers and...
1: Uh, yes, and uh, I think that's where it's at right now. That is you where know, it's at right now. That's our problem right now is we have too many people who, I, I, I guess, have stopped um, pouring into their children about firearms. But yeah. there are still organizations, and there are those parents that are still... that that. Are, that are still doing that, I should say. Sure. So, um, and I know this is near and dear to my heart and probably yours because you have young children too. And this is what we do. So I love, we want them to understand it. We want them to respect it. Sorry. And we have a higher level of, you um, expectation on us because yeah. we are um doing this for a living and they see our children you yeah know, absolutely
0: no absolutely that education needs to carry on um, i want to close out on a few things guys i want to remind you um uh tonight uh preamble lounge here in webster just off the gulf freeway from 7 p.m to 9 p.m the one year birthday of vinyl draft radio you guys come out lots of door prizes um I'll be there. Everybody else is going to be there. So we'll see you uh shake your hand and say hi and uh we want to we, we love to meet our listeners. Um, also, uh you know, back to the uh uh the education thing. Uh it's important even if you don't have guns in the house. I always say it. I'm going to say it one more time. Educate your kids. You talk to them about drugs. You talk to them about drinking. You talk to them about sex. Talk to them about guns, because if you don't have guns in your house, somebody else does. You don't. Plus, they be... may
1: like them when they turn into an adult.
0: <laughs> that's true. They grow up and get their big boy pants. They might yeah, want to they my might put on rock and roll. All right. We're out of time today. Hey, happy birthday, Vinyl Draft Radio. This is Bullet Points. We're out. We'll see you next Tuesday at 3.